Hi, everybody. It's Busy from Busy Living So Bomb. Busy Living So Bomb. Episode 238. I have JF in the house and Penelope and Lily. The whole family. The whole family. The dogs are here. The dogs are here. They're all around us. So it's episode 238. And I want to say a couple things about last week and the feedback I've gotten. And I want to say thank you to everybody that wrote to me and everybody that said it was really deep. And it was really deep. And I got really honest. And um, but I feel like if I shine a light on a subject, that it gives it freedom. Just like when I told everybody I was an alcoholic and that gave it freedom. It didn't seem like such a secret. And I think there's other people that have dealt with the same thing that I'm dealing, dealing with, but um, it doesn't consume me. So I did that last week and now I'm in today. I'm in March 9th at 4.47. My dog's tail is literally banging on the wall. I'm so sorry. Here she is. I'll let you see her. Here she is. There she is. The big girl. That's Penelope. Penelope, go lay down. So maybe JF will go put her outside. Do you want to go put her outside while we do this? Well, That'd be awesome. So he's going to go put her outside and um, <sighs> breathing, breathing, breathing. Um, I was talking to somebody today and it's um. Life is so about living in the moment and we're going to talk about living in the moments and letting go, living in the moments and letting go, living in the moments and letting go. And, um, you know, life can be overwhelming. Life can be hard. It's not easy. And I've said numerous times, and my mother said this to me, you know, life is not fair and it's just never will be fair. And it just isn't fair. So knowing that is a huge thing and knowing that if, if I don't have to go to this isn't fair or this is fair, this isn't fair, I think that it gives us freedom because we're like, oh, this isn't fair. Well, okay, it's not fair, but what am I going to do about it? It is what it is. And um, I'm talking about life. I heard. And I'm talking about fair and letting go and living in the moment. So it's step three. And I've talked about this many times before, but step three is letting go. And today I had the honor and privilege to have somebody new come to a meeting that I host in the morning at 8 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The information's on busylivingsober.com under morning hope. If you ever wanted to come to the Zoom meeting and check me out in person. But um, this woman came today and she was hurting and she felt alone. And you know, I was telling her, and I, I would love to hear JF's thoughts on this next, but, you know, if we start our day with negative thoughts and we feed that negativity, you feed the negativity. So you like, okay, my life is not great because it's raining or it's sunny. Um, but this person didn't do what I want them to do, or this person didn't do what I wanted them to do. This didn't happen the way that I thought it was supposed to happen. And now I'm in a bad mood. And then we feed that and we take it to the next level. And then this is terrible. And then this is terrible. And this is terrible. And we go down this rabbit hole. And, um, so there was a woman on this meeting today, as I was saying, that was hurting. And I said, you know, each day we have so much to be grateful for. Correct. But you have to get into action with the gratitude. Oh, yeah. You have to acknowledge it. How do you acknowledge it? <clears throat> I actually, uh, I thank God every morning for 
just being awake and being alive and having another day and another day to, you know, try to do my best. Um, so I just, that's the way I start my morning every morning is I just thank God for what I have. That's my action. That gets me started on the right foot too. Gets me started in a good place. Gets me started in a positive way. And, uh, and I generally carry that forward for at least a while. Well, it's important to do it each day. And so, you know, being having gratitude and writing it down, writing it on a piece of paper is so important, I think. Mm -hmm. And I think that especially in the beginning to get used to it, like you're, especially if you've been battling drinking or it's been taking over more of your life than you hoped that it would. And it's, it's become a thing when you don't want it to be a thing. And you're like, what am I going to do? I'm going to quit drinking. How am I going to do? Am I going to go to, am I going to go to an A 12 step meeting? Am I going to do that? Or does that feel too uncomfortable? And I know a lot of people feel like it's uncomfortable. I was totally scared to go to my first meeting. It was like, oh my gosh, where am I going? What is this going to be like? This is going to stink. And um, in the end, it was the best thing I ever did, but I was scared. I was so scared. And I still remember how scared I was. I was like, this is the last place in the world I want to go is to an AA meeting. And I did. And there is where I learned how to live life mm -hmm. on life's terms. And I don't do it perfectly by any imagination on a daily basis. No, no. It's not easy because let's face it, we're human. And every now and now and then we want to have things on our terms. Right. Most states we want things on our terms. Well, with the way we think that they're supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And it's so interesting. Like, I think that being open and not having judgment because our judgment, at least my judgment, I'm going to speak for myself and then JF can see what he says, but my judgment isn't always right. What I think is bad a lot of times in the end was really good. Like things that have happened in my life that you would think were catastrophic or horrible have in the end been things that are actually have given me a new set of glasses. You know, I, I, I think that it's like life is such a journey. I never, um, I never, I, I always knew I wasn't going to end up living in one place for my whole life. I, I always knew that. I, I, I don't know why, but I knew that. I like, I, I was born in one state, Colorado. I was born in Colorado. I was raised in St. Louis, Missouri. And then at 18, I moved to Philadelphia. And then I went to college in Washington, DC. Then I went to Colorado. Then I went back to Philadelphia. Um, and now I've been in um, Florida for three. I'm on my, I'm going on my we're in our third year of being in Florida. Yes, we are. And um, it's so great to be able to go and do things sober and have this life that's like beyond anything I could ever dream of because I am able to go and experience different things and different people and different cultures because all over this country is different cultures, right? Every culture in this country is not the same. No, different regions definitely have different things going so on. So what do you sure. think about that? Well, I like what you said about how your own judgment is skewed because, and then you talked about how great life is sober because I don't know about you, but my judgment thought that like life sober was going to be not that great that was going to be like kind of boring and uh not very exciting and not much fun quite honestly 
you know, it didn't seem like how, I was like, how can you have fun if you're not drinking? Like how, and, and I kept forgetting that, like, I wasn't really having fun while I was drinking, you know? No. Because, I mean, it might have been fun for like five minutes out of the nine hours that I was out on any given evening. Um, then it just turned into not fun. And when you're in a blackout, how can you tell if it was fun or not anyway? You have no idea what No idea. Happen, right? So that was bad judgment on my part. That I thought sober bad, but sober ended up being good. You know, so, so what do I know? You know, I don't know. And like, like you said, you have to, things happen. You think they're terrible. You look back and you're a, a, a lot of times you're like, thank God that happened. Thank God that happened to me, you know? And that's really the key to me is thank God. Cause like, I didn't know it, but God had my back and uh, you know, it wasn't what I wanted or what I thought should be happening, but it turned out to be the best possible thing. When we never know. like So I never knew. I, I would have never guessed, you know, 24 years ago or 23 years ago, whatever it was that, you know, I'd be right here right now with the person I'm with. I would have never, I could have guessed a, a million different things. I never would have guessed what actually happened, you know? And I thought I was a pretty good guesser of like what was going to happen, but I'm not. I have no clue what's going to happen. But you tried for a long time. And I want to talk about how much, like how, I don't know if we've ever talked about it, like how you had spent many, many, many years trying to do, manage and cap something a certain way. Oh yeah. I mean, I have, I like to think like I've had two great obsessions in my life. You know, one is that I can, um, that I could control and enjoy my drinking. Um, and, you know, the other one was that I could somehow manage an outcome, you know, that I could make something happen. Like that was a huge obsession. And, and it, I really had to crash and burn to let that go, um, you know, cause I had for a long time, I had a very clear picture of what I thought was not only in my best interest, but in everybody around me's best interest. And, and I really worked hard to try to make that happen because I thought I could, you know, because that's how crazy I am. It's, uh, it's just doesn't work that way, JF. It's not how it happens. And really, um, you know, the best part about the program and the 12 steps and all that, and it, for me anyway, is that it really, it took a while, it took a long time for it to sink in, but it really taught me that, you know, the only important part of life is the moment. And the moment is, you know, life is just a string of moments that are all put together. Um, and when I'm trying to make something happen, obviously I'm, I can't ever be in the moment because I've always got to be like a chess master. I gotta be like six moves ahead, you know? Um, and, uh, you know, what I've learned about being in the moment is like, that's where all life happens. That's where all the good stuff is, all the joy, all the peace, all the serenity, all the things that you want, they all happen in the moment. And it just happens um, organically. I can't make it happen, but I just exist in the moment, right? I'm not, it doesn't take any effort for me to be in the moment because I just exist in it. But it takes effort for me to um, acknowledge that I'm in the moment you know, it takes effort for me to stay out of a future or to stay out of the past and just be present. You know, that's a big word, present. 
so I can get present and then my mind starts to drift, you know, and I have to bring it back all the time. But when I'm there, you know, that's when I'm living life. And I never, you know, I never really lived life. I didn't like the moment. I always wanted something different. Like I always wanted something better. And, you know, and there's so many gifts right here in the present moment. Right. All, the gifts. Like, all the gifts are right here. Right and there. we miss it. Because we're constantly obsessed with all this stuff in the future or what somebody did to us in the past that we just lose sight of where we are. Like right now we're at, you know, it's the ninth at 4.58 p.m. And I'm never getting 4.58 p.m. on March 9th, 2021 ever again. I don't have a time machine. I don't know if anybody really does. I know they did in Back to the Future. <laughs> sort of. Didn't work that well. No. But yeah, I mean, but I say them and moments are just, it's, they're constantly happening. You know, it's a nonstop string of moments that we live through. And uh, that's a great thing to know. You know, it's a great thing to know if you really want to be part of, you know, of life. Um, and it gives you the, you know, for me, it gives me the opportunity to take it all in. Absolutely take it all in. So I'm so grateful for that. And it takes time to get here. So how do you, you're like, I'm just new to this. How am I going to do this? This well, sounds really I'll complicated. I'll tell you how you do it. You, you just keep coming back. That's all you do. You keep it's, coming back. And it's, it does sound really complicated if you're an alcoholic or an addict like myself who likes to make everything very complicated. And, uh, you know, the simple answer was uh, it just happened. You know, the change in me just happened. It just took time. Um, and I, of course, I'm like, you know, when I decided I want something to happen, I want it to happen like this. And uh, it doesn't work that way. It took a lot of time. It just took time. It just took time. You know, yeah, I mean, the, and it's, I had to have, um, to really be able to do it, I had to have, you know, the faith and trust in a higher power. Um, and that took time. And you talk about it all the time. Step three, that's, that's a tough one. And, uh, you know, but you have to get there. And it just takes time. And, you know, it says in our literature is, that, you know, if you are willing to, um, all you have to do is just be willing to, you just have to be willing to, I just have to be willing to put my faith and trust in a higher power, even though I probably can't do it. But if I'm willing to do it, that's all I need to do. That's willingness is the key and it will happen eventually. Willingness, will happen, willingness. It will happen eventually for everybody, but I couldn't do it. You know, I was willing, but I couldn't do it. I could not put my faith and trust in higher power. It was not possible for me to do for a long time. But slowly, slowly, you know. It took they, you they, longer, they, I think. They ground all, it did. They, they, they grinded off all the rough edges and, you know, and I got it. And some people I know takes, have taken longer than I have. It's just. And some people have taken shorter than I have. Everybody's it's, different. Um, it's everybody's different. And I think that if you, for one, if you're listening to this podcast for whatever reason, if you're like, what is busy living sober? What is it about? And, you know, the main thing busy living sober is about is letting you know that you're not the only one that's going through this and that we've all like, we've been through this and we get it and it's hard and we want you to know you're not alone. And so this willingness, so willingness, 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 what does that feel like to be willing? Are you willing to walk outside even if it looks cloudy? Are you willing to walk outside even if it's hot outside? Are you willing to get on a plane even if you know, 
don't want to be dark. I don't want to be that dark. I'm not going there. But uh, are you willing to get in your car and drive somewhere? Are you willing to take a chance and buy something that maybe you never would have bought before? Are you willing to have a friend that might look different than what you ever thought that person would look like? Are you willing to do something that you would never normally be willing to do? And that's like a first sign of willingness. Like that's if you're the willing- key. That's the last one I think is the most important thing is that, or that's that's like, I, I have to be willing to do something that I would not- Normally do. Normally do. I had to be willing to do things that I didn't even think like made sense. But what I really had to do is I had to be willing to believe that maybe somebody had a better idea than I did. Cause I always ran my whole life like, I had the best idea for me. I know me. I know what's right for me. And uh, it didn't work. It didn't work. I didn't know. And I finally got willing to believe like maybe somebody else has a better. I, I don't, I think they're full of, you know what, what they're telling me to do, but I'm going well, to try what, it. I'm going to try it anyway. And that's what I love about history is that history teaches us. History teaches us what could happen and what couldn't happen, right? So we see history, we read history books. Um, we watch, I watched people that had more time than I did sober. I always went to people that had more time than I did. And then, because I was like, they probably went through an experience kind of like I'm going through and how did they do it? How did that person do that experience? What, what was it like for them? And I listened to what it was like for them. And then I ponder it some, and then, I'm like, all right, I'm willing to try it the way they tried it and see what happens. But it's that willing to even listen to someone that knows a little bit more than I do. I mean, before I came into this program, I knew everything just like JF said. I knew everything. I didn't listen to doctor, no one, no one. I got this. I got, I know what's right for me. You don't know what's right for me. I do. But I didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. I always related to like when you have kids and you're like, what are you going to be when you grow up? And these kids look at you like, I don't know, fireman. They're like, oh, you're gonna be a fireman. Okay, cool beans. I know my my oldest was he'd be like, I want to be a construction worker. I want to work at Digger. And I'd be like, cool. And then as they get older, you're like, what are you? And he's like, I want to do this. And you're like, okay, do you know who you are? But he had to figure it out for himself. He just needed somebody next to him that said, I love you and I got you no matter what. And I think that's where the key comes in is finding somebody that loves you to walk this journey with you. And that doesn't have to be a romantic relationship. I mean, my sponsors, that's like a fellow traveler, a sponsor is someone that has done this before and can show you how they did it. And they give you guidance along the way. Mm -hmm. And I think that if you find somebody, you know, my first person had, I don't know how much time she had when I first asked her, maybe 10 years. I mean, she had a long time. And then my next sponsor had like, 28 years and then the next person after that at 30 something years um I'm always looking for somebody that's wiser than me I always like to speak to older people and just say how did you manage life like this because life is um, not easy and it's not supposed to be easy but you want to walk through it that, so that you feel like you at least like yourself and it is really hard to like yourself when you're in alcoholism yep and life can be, life becomes a lot easier when we cease to struggle and uh that is uh <clears throat> you know that's the the big part of my story you know i had the struggle with um you know the drink that was a big struggle that lasted for 24 years trying to figure that out 
until um, somebody finally <laughs> said, you know, that if you don't drink, you can't get drunk. And that was the answer I was looking for. One thing I never tried, um, and they were right, it worked. It worked for a long time. And then, you know, the other struggle was um, just struggling with life and that with that idea that, um, you know, I could make things go the way I wanted them to go. And, uh, you know, when I finally uh, really learned step three, I didn't have to struggle nearly so much. You know, if I struggle now, it's a choice. And, um, and uh, you know, I heard a, this a long time ago in a meeting where, you know, somebody was new and they, they said, um, you know, I'm really struggling and I don't know how to stop. And an old timer said, oh, well, that's easy to stop. Just stop struggling. Just surrender. Just give up. And you'll be fine. And uh, that's very counterintuitive, but it's absolutely right. You know, and that, what does surrender. that mean to surrender? I mean, you're sitting here going, means, what's means, 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 what does that mean? That means to me, that means that I, I have to have a, a faith and trust in a higher power that, you know, that whatever this higher power is, they have a plan. And I don't know what that plan is, but that plan works, you know? So all I need to do is <clears throat> figure out what action I'm supposed to take, you know, like they said, do the next right thing. I'm responsible for the action. The higher power is responsible for the outcome. So once I, once I, that's what I had to give up. That's what I had to turn over was I'm no longer responsible for the outcome. Okay. And once I did that, my life got so much better, you know, so much better. Um, you know, what I, what I do for a living, if you get fixated on, you know, how are things going to turn out? Uh, it's really tough. It's, you know, it's just, you're biting your nails the entire time, you know? And uh, what I've learned is that I'm presented with situations and facts and it's just for, I have to make, I have to make the best decision and then however it's going to turn out, it's going to turn out. So sometimes I'm going to make money. Sometimes I'm not going to make money, but it's not up to me, you know, and that's fine. It's just up to me to, to make the, the best decision that I can. And then, so I try to carry that attitude into life, you know, as I, I let the outcome, I've let go of the outcome for the most part of my life. And uh, that's the most important thing for me. Yeah, and letting go of outcomes. And you might be like, what is he talking about? That sounds kind of scary, whatever he was just talking about. And I get it, because it did sound kind of scary to me too. But what he was trying to say, I want to say in layman's terms, mm -hmm. is like getting into action. Like, what is that getting into action? So for me in the very beginning, it was writing out a gratitude list. Like, what am I grateful for? And sometimes I wake up in the morning, okay, I'm grateful, I'm breathing. That's pretty easy. Everybody can do breathe. I'm grateful I'm alive. That's two. I'm grateful that the sun's up somewhere. It could be behind my mask of clouds, but it's up there somewhere. I'm grateful for that. And getting into that place where you do these action, that's an action. That is an action. Getting a pen, getting a piece of paper. I'm going to get a notepad, getting a piece of paper and writing on it. That is an action. Mm-hmm getting and sitting down and saying, I'm just going to breathe right now. And I'm going to call it meditation, which could be literally 30 seconds. It could be 30 minutes. It could be 30 hours. If you're like sitting in like in an ashram or you're 
actually living in a mosque or something, you could meditate for a long time. But doing it for 30 minutes, 30 seconds is an action. Just sitting down, taking your, uncrossing your legs, putting your hands down. Like so I do them open because if you leave your hands open, I feel like it's looking an opening for the spirit whatever spirit that may be for you, but you open and it leaves you open. The whole thing is open, open, light, open. It's all about being open. And so sitting there and just breathing for 30 seconds. I mean, I'm going to tell you, it was really funny. I was watching a channel. I'm not going to say what the channel was, but they had an ad on for a device that they have that you can put on your body and it calms you down because it puts this thing around you, lets you know that all you need to do is breathe. And that's our society today. Like nobody stops and breathes. Like nobody says, I'm just gonna breathe. I'm just gonna let go. I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna be. And I don't know what my next move is gonna be, but something will happen. The phone will ring. Somebody will come to the door. Last night we'd done a podcast. We'd started doing a podcast and actually somebody came to our door. Yep, never right happens in right in the middle of it we're like okay we're guess we're not supposed to be doing a podcast so i didn't put it up i obviously didn't put it up till now but having that um willingness just to sit you don't have to buy a thing off the television to make sure that you can sit and be quiet you just sit and be quiet it's spring it's almost spring we're in march march so things are starting to bud all over, even in Florida, things are starting to bud and things are starting to, you know, be alive. And if you take the time to look at it, it's like when you're drinking, or at least when I was in my addiction, I'm going to say this, I never looked at anything because I was always worried about when I was going to get it. When I was going to get it, am I going to have enough? Is there enough? Is there going to be enough when I get home? Um, how am I going to get home? There were no Ubers back then. But it was like, wow, you got sober a long time ago. I know. <laughs> Scary, almost 15 years ago. But who's counting? Um, you know, it just consumed you and me. And I think we don't think about how much alcohol consumes our lives. And um, I don't, there's so much more living I want to do. Well, that's, we're in it. We're in it. We're doing it. We're, we're doing living. it. We're living. We're, living we're busy living sober. We're busy <laughs> sober one day at a time and one moment at a time. And it's just, it's just, I just have such a nicer life. And it's weird because someone else this week said, you know, my husband told me I'm not fun anymore because I quit drinking. And I think that if you're sitting there and you're trying to do this by yourself and somebody doesn't remind you that maybe write a gratitude list, what are you grateful for? Or somebody doesn't say, don't you have so many good things going on in your life? You can go, oh my gosh, I do. I do have so many good things going on in my life. I've just not recognized them because I've been so obsessed with what I did with my drinking. And now I've got, I'm self-diagnosing myself. I've got something wrong with me. I'm a horrible person. If you knew me and what I did, you wouldn't be my friend. It's all this stuff that goes on all up here in this head, in between these two ears. It's all made up in this head. Mm -hmm. But having the willingness keep coming back and listening try meeting it's zoom now you can go on zoom meeting still 
enjoy it. I, I don't know how much longer they're going to last. I think my, the one that I started in the cloud might be here forever. Because I think a lot of them are going to last for a, a very long time. I know. A lot of people, people like the convenience. They love it. They love it. So you can go to Zoom. You can have it say iPhone or Galaxy or whatever kind of phone you have. You can, I mean, you can go to meetings and just sit there and be a voyeur and check it out and see if there's anything you like. And if you don't like it, leave. Go to a different one. There's like millions of, there's like thousands of them all over the world. And just doing that and trying it out and knowing that you're not alone is so important. And getting with someone that you love and trust. And with the darkness again and heaviness of last week, I was really honest. I was really open. But I want you guys as my listeners to know that I am open, honest, and authentic. And, you know, I had a lot of guests on the show and they were promoting books. And you know what? It started not to feel great. I was like, why am I promoting all these people's books? I don't even know these people. What am I doing this for? Mm -hmm. It didn't feel like the authentic busy. So it's pretty much just going to be me once a week, maybe JF. Maybe it'll get me twice a week. It's going to be whatever I feel like doing. Uh, it's like how the wind blows. My willingness to sit down, if I'm supposed to do it, I'll do it. And if I've got other stuff going on, I won't. But um, realizing I don't want this podcast to be a chore. I want it to be my way of giving back to this community and society as a whole and show people that it's okay. Like this drinking and the um, shame that's associated with it is was so debilitating for me and it held me back. And so I had a willingness to walk into that first room. I was hurting enough that I wanted help and I did anything that they told me to do. And today I'm still willing to do anything because it just feels so good to be healthy and safe and, you know, feel good about myself. I hear you. I agree. Are we done? I think we are. We're done. That's it for today. We've done so, our 30 minutes. We did 30 minutes of busy living. So, so we have gone over before, um, just not in a little while. But anyway, um, thanks for listening. And you can always reach us at busy, B-I-Z-Z-Y, at busylivingsober.com. And um, that's B-U-S-Y, livingsober.com. And just know you're not alone. And you can do this. Find some gratitude. Find some willingness. Thanks for coming on, babe. Happy to be here. It's fun to Hope everybody has a great rest of the week. Have a great rest of the week, a great coming weekend. I'll be on before St. Patty's Day, I promise. And until next time, keep getting busy living. Super! Bye. Bye. Bye, everybody.